This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. New message. Hey, girlfriend, it's Carol from Jury Duty. We never actually spoke, but I saw you ordered the same hoagie as me at lunch. What are the chances? Anywho, I heard you just got a boat. We should totally grab some hoagies and take it out for a spin. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. (laughs) Seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Hope you're doing well. My name's Omar, joined, as always, by my regular co-host, Mickey Simpson. You look confused there, mate. You all right? I was just checking which way to look at you, see? Now I've got it sussed. <laughs> Is it that way? Am I doing it right as well? That's it. You're yeah. doing it right. Look. Hello, mate. <laughs> all right, mate. Yeah, fuck off. Sorry, go <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> if you're listening on audio, you will have no idea what that means, but that means you've not checked out our YouTube or Recast channel, so be sure to do that if you're wondering what's going on there. Uh, but yeah, welcome back to another edition of the show. Uh, you've just got myself and Mickey today. I've been on a little hiatus myself, so I'm looking forward to getting back into the pod flow today. Uh, but Mickey, mate, another three points with me on Saturday, four in a row. All courtesy of Juicy Jake, as you say, mate. Juicy Jake, yeah. Juicy Jake loves Sheffield, doesn't he? Um, yeah. I think it was... I think we just seem to be... Whatever's gone on, we seem to be firing as a team at the minute. Um, you know, whether or not that's Jed come back and he's managed to gel everyone together or put a bit of positivity in the team, um, then, yeah, all... all uh, all good at the minute, it looks like, doesn't it? Definitely all good at the minute. So, um, yeah, I think it's funny as well because all the, um, a lot of the Rowett Out Brigade have now all of a sudden, you know, um, certain well-known YouTuber is um, sort of backtracking rather a lot, um, which is quite comical. So, um, yeah, we never actually got fully into the, the Rowett Out. Well, I never did. Someone, someone uh, 
I was very close. close. Very, very close. I don't want to say it. I'm not going to drop anyone in it at all. But, you know... um... I personally didn't see any way of it changing. But we'll talk more about that, I suppose, as we go to the first part of the show anyway. Um, But I'm definitely in humble pie at this point because you can't knock it for any short of imagination there at all. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll go into part number one in a moment. If you're new around here, be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new on YouTube and on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It helps out more than you think. And check us out on our socials at that mill pod across Instagram and Twitter. I think we can upload 10 minute videos now on Instagram. Mickey informed me earlier today. So what a chat for content on there. On TikTok, TikTok. Oh, TikTok, actually. Sorry, we're on TikTok as well. Um, So, yeah, check us out on all our socials. Uh, We'll go straight to the first part of the show now. All right. As mentioned, Mickey, 1-0 win at home against Sheffield United. Cooper scored his fifth goal in six games against Sheffield United. I saw a lot of their fans saying, why don't we just sign and have him on the bench at this point to guarantee ourselves at least more than zero points a season against Millwall. Um, Yeah, what a win, mate. And more importantly, four on the bounce. Something that I didn't think would happen four games ago. And you can't pretend to say that you thought it would either, mate. But I missed, obviously, the show we done after Derby. I went up to Derby with Kai and a few others. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know where to start to try and analyse the last four games in general. But Saturday in particular, just that kind of grit and determination to get over the line kind of sticks in the memory, mate. And, you know, set-piece goal. It doesn't matter how it comes. But when you're putting in performances like that where you're in the game still and contending with opposition and Sheffield United also a team in form. It's just, it's a weird sort of turn of events, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it's, um, it's a cliche what we've used plenty of times in there, but it seems to be that they're putting in Millwall performances. You know, what, what we, the, the fans would class as a Millwall performance. They seem to be um, doing that in the last four weeks. I suppose, you could probably go back a couple of other games where there's been slight glimpses of it. Um, but something's clicked. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know, you know, if if Gary's got them back on side, got them back in, or the players have just thought, fuck you, we're going to do the best we can and suddenly work as a team. Um, I don't know, whatever it is, just bottle it up, keep it going. Um, it could even be as simple as... Um, the interview we spoke about the other week, where he just said seventeen games left, we're just going to take, we're just going to approach them uh, as one at a time, and we're just going to address them like that. Maybe that works, but whatever it is, the team is definitely gelling together. They're definitely sticking together, um, and they are leaving nothing um, in their bank. They are they're, they're 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 coming off that pitch absolutely fucked. The only downside is we seem to be getting fucking injuries every week now. We'll talk on the injuries in a second, mate, because um, it'd be good to go into that as well. Obviously, two new injuries to speak of. But before we do that, I think it's two things have kind of happened. If I'm trying to play devil's advocate, one thing is obviously, which is a positive, is Wallace came back into the side and he started the last four games and we've won the last four games. And his performances in the last four games in particular have been kind of less, nothing short of inspiring. Let's have it that way. I think especially Derby County, you know, obviously there was a few more standouts on the pitch on the night, Bennett impressed and stuff like that. But Wallace's quality in the final thirds has been unrivaled. And obviously a goal and assist last week, quite fortunate for the assist, but there was no doubt his assist on Saturday for Cooper's goal. Stood it up to the back post superbly. And there's only one person going to win that header in that kind of race there. And Cooper made it look really easy, to be honest. But I think the ball made the goal for him in that sense. 
Um, but for me to be a bit of a cynic, I feel like I'm I'm over the moon with performances, and I'm you know I'm going left, right, side all these games because I'm addicted to watching our team play at the minute. But I feel like Rowett's lucks uh, onto this formation a little bit and the and the team because if you look at the team that he's picking, Bury wouldn't get a look in if Bennett uh, if Bradshaw was fit and if Obi was fit. I'm just saying it. Um, but also, you look through the spine of the team. Would we have seen the likes of Mitchell in there if Leonard was fit, for example? I mean, I, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here and a bit of a cynic because I just want a bit of that kind of balance to it because I'm buzz, I'm buzzing about performances. You can't fault the manager whatsoever. Even these substitutions, like before the Saturday at Derby, there were great substitutions, kind of, you know, bringing on players to try and see the game out at the time. I was like over the moon about, about that. And he's affected games in a positive manner. But I just feel like he's kind of stumbled across it. But the best thing about it is, is Phoebe was fit on Saturday, but he kept Bury in the team, Mickey, I suppose. So I'm not grumbling about it. I'm, I'm buzzing about it. But I suppose a little caveat there, he's kind of landed on his feet with it and he's come out of this looking hunky-dory, maybe when it wasn't his first kind of first thought of formation, if that makes sense, or style of play, so to speak. And he's on mute. Of course you are. And I'm back. Um, um, yeah, I, I I think there's probably a lot of this has happened accidental because of the way that the games beforehand were were definitely not going his way. Um, and I think the fact of players like Billy, Bury um, and a couple of others don't want to lose their space. So they're literally saying, this is my shirt. This is my number. This is my shirt. I'm playing. If, you know, and I want to be the first player picked every week, which, you know, which is great because going into the, you know, if they're playing as hard as they are now, we're going three, four, five games time. And then we get the likes of, you know, we'll have a phobie coming back probably over the next game or two. And then we've got Leonard potentially coming back. We've got, you know, I don't think Bradshaw will be back before the end of the season. But you've got Ballard coming in now, which is pretty much a straight swap for Hutch as such. Um, so, you know, hopefully we don't necessarily miss that on our defensive side. Um, but again, you know, there, there's there's players what are due to be coming back, which is only now going to bolster the team going forward. Um it's definitely exciting because, like, I think yeah. players are starting yeah. to find form as well. Like, I think Matt Namara has been great last four games. I, I don't think he was out of form per se, but he seems to have definitely come into his stride when, once teams got a bit, you know, more on the front foot. Um, obviously, the front three is very mobile, and that's why I think he's kind of he's he says he's muted. Obviously, that's why we didn't need a target man, and he let Smith go, and he let Bodvarsson go, and he said there was no need to have forwards that can't be functioning. Mobility wise, so to speak, yeah. uh, I get behind the notion. I understand what he's saying, but like I said, I don't think he saw in January any time where he's played Bury up front from the start of the game, two games in a row. That's not me discrediting the manager because obviously it's, a, it's the cards he's got dealt. And to be fair to him, he's definitely got the team singing off the same hymn shit in a minute. Um, even Scott Malone's been nothing short of actually quite good recently. I think. In particular, his, his offensive play has always been good, but he just seems to have got that extra yard of, yard of pace back in the game and looking quite keen to make an effect on the game. Um, you mentioned Hutchinson obviously going off injured. We mentioned the injuries there, mate. Mason Bennett in the first half goes off injured. Um, 
Evans comes in. At the time, I was raising an eyebrow at it, but we got the result, so that's all that matters. But poor Bennett, mate. I think it's just it's just a kind of a sum of his middle career, and it seems to be like an oxalis injury or something apparently in his rib cage. Um, so he's rumored to be out for two to three weeks, and it's quite a painful injury supposedly. But it's just whenever every time he gets going, it kind of falters. But at least I suppose it's not an injury to you know a thigh or calf or you know a muscle tear. It's, didn't he hold well, his leg when he was on the floor? I didn't think that, but I didn't I thought earlier, he was holding his but, leg, but yeah. Uh, but. yeah. <laughs> I read today it was a rib injury of sorts. I can't remember exactly what it's called. The Probably done in training. I mean, I don't know. There's rumours flying around about Lovelace at the minute as well, isn't there? So whether or not they're true or not, or whether or not they're just a, you know, a malicious rumour, I've got no idea. There doesn't seem to be anything publicly um, on that in a minute, but we'll, we'll wait and see on there. But, you know, I don't know what's going on. They, they, they've either they've either got a dodgy um, masseuse, or you know the training ground is too fucking hard, or something. But there seems to be a lot of players with hamstring injuries. Um, you know whether or not it's stretching or, or whichever way it is, it does seem a bit concerning that you've got quite a few players going down with pretty much very similar injuries. Um, I think it's exciting times. It's nice because. We we went through that that dull stage of everyone fucking moaning, no one wanted to go, no one was interested, and now people are, are getting back into it again. People are, you know, jumping on it. Um, they're loving it. It's it's all it's all good. Um, it's the results business, isn't it? At the end of the day, it is. It is. And- also, is he gonna... have improved, and we're playing on the front foot, trying to affect games in a positive fashion. So, you can't grumble about that whatsoever. And we're looking to take the teams, like games, onto teams, especially second half, like the performances in the last four games. We've just gone out in them second halves and just, you know, blitz teams. Aside from Derby, you know, Sheffield United, West Brom, especially at home at the Den, mate, which seems to be kind of in that second half, and we're coming towards Colbert Lane, making it a bit of a fortress, aren't we? Yeah, and I think the fans. And the players are working well together. The fans gear the players up. The players then do stuff with, you know, G the, the fans up. And then all of a sudden it just creates this clusterfuck where it just suddenly works. The players' heads don't seem to go down. Mm. Um, they seem to, you know, this is ours. We're, we're having this. Regardless, we're going to have this. Um, See, it's and, easy and, when it's carried out, isn't it? It's easy when it's carried yeah. out. It's, you see it playing out in front of your eyes. You're thinking... This is the recipe to being a successful yeah. team at the Den. Just play on yeah. the front foot. Doesn't yeah. need to be anything exciting to watch. Doesn't need to be pretty no. ticky tack of football. Just show no. a bit of desire. But it is so, get isn't that, it? Get that ball forwards, less sideways, backwards passing, and affect yeah. the game in the right areas of the pitch, and the fans are going to love you for it. And also, when you throw in a bit of pace and you throw in some tippy tappy football, you know, um, passing it through, you know, six, seven, eight, eight passes up. It suddenly works. We're suddenly moving fast. A bit like the videos what we see of Gary doing his coaching. It now looks as if what's in those videos and the, what style of pay once, you know, like, you know, don't hang around, turn your player, get the ball up, pass it, get back onto it, go, go, go. It just seems to be, it seems to be working at the minute. I think also, um, by the way, the injury, he says, Mason's was like an oblique injury in between his ribs to do with the muscles. There he's a big coach, so he's probably got yeah. loads there. So, yeah. <laughs> but also, I noticed, like, even the Derby game, up until Cooper put the ball in his own net, which obviously we're all grateful for. Thanks, that Jay. But he atoned for it on Saturday, getting the match winner. But 
I think also we've seen to have found our def- defensive resilience again. And I don't know how it's happened because it's the same back five it's been for a lot of the season. But suddenly it just clicked where you're not worried about what the opposition are doing with the, with the ball. It's like you've got to get past this defence. And it seems we've seen to have just stumbled upon suddenly a rhythm to the defence. And hopefully Hutchinson's injury, you know, apparently it's a calf injury and it could be out for the rest of the season if Rumu has it right. And I think in the same interview that I read just about um, Mason Bennett's injury, it could be a grade three injury and it looks quite bad at the moment. But that said, he's right, said, I've seen people with bad injuries before, supposedly, and they come back after three or four weeks with the calf. So hopefully Hutch is back soon. But as you mentioned there, Mickey, we've got a ready-made replacement in Ballard coming back into the fold. And he didn't look out of place on Saturday either when he came back into the side. And it's another one that fans love to kind of get behind because he's a young player eager to impress. No, I totally agree. I mean, I think the defence is great. I mean, if you look at the Derby game, Derby were getting into our half fairly easily. Um, But when they were in there, you didn't really have any thought that they were going to score. And it's pretty much the same with Sheffield. You know, you didn't actually see them as a threat to score, did we? No, that was it. And that's what I mean. Not necessarily... I agree with the Derby game. There was moments, especially in the first half, where players were carrying it from the wide areas and drifting inwards and no one was picking up on them or tackling them. But... They're not really testing Bart too much. It's not, we're not walking out. Like, Sheffield United game, I think Bart made one save, maybe. Nothing, like, extraneous, so to speak. And the same for the Derby game. He made one or two saves in the first half. But second half, we just kind of managed to get this kind of resilience. flick with the hand. Yeah. Where he managed to just <laughs> slap it out was a was a superb save. But they're not I mean. getting past the back five now. Like, before, no. I feel like teams would... Maybe we've kind of unintentionally sat a bit deeper and we're looking to break break with pace on the counter-attack and that's when you've got Bury and Bennett and I think that Wallace. Is, but also, think they're, they're sitting a bit deeper and it's stopping mm. them from getting turned and facing their own goal. And instead yeah. of like looking to look after the ball and pass it around a lot, it's get the ball and play it forward quick and try to get the midfielders involved. And Savile picked up the ball a few times on Saturday and tried to play forward. Same with Mitchell. And the same with Matt and Malone in the wide areas. They get the ball out wide and just run forward. They're not intending to play it back or say. No, I think, no, I think that's right. I think the problem, what, or not the problem, I think what we're doing now is that we're not using, we're using all the pitch now rather than using, you know, the 18-yard box lines. Do you know what I mean? From like one end to the other end of the pitch. We, we're using the full length now. And as soon as they get the ball, if they're in the middle, they're sticking it out to the side. Uh, uh, you know, they're sticking out to the wings, sticking out out to both sides, and then letting players hold the ball up, let people get into a bit of space, and then you know kick it forward. As in before, it would always be around the middle, back to Bart. Bart would kick it back out, have another attempt coming forward. No, back to the middle, back to Bart. Bart would then pick it up. Bart would then kick it forward, and we lose the ball, and then we're going again. But now. It's like, that's our ball. We're not fucking giving it away. And they seem to be... I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some stupid fucking passes. What, before is before they've even kicked the ball, you know we're going to lose that shot. We're going to lose that ball. But they're, they're on it. You know, one, two, maybe three players are chasing that ball back down. Which, yeah. five weeks ago, that weren't happening. On um, another article, actually, about injuries, mate... Um... Uh, Salah Lovelace did do his hamstring after the game on Saturday but also Murray Wallace went to A&E on Sunday because he had a bang to his chest and it tightened up um, but hopefully it sounds like he'll be okay for next weekend Keith is a couple of weeks away 
Um, apparently, they're accelerating him a little bit for recovery. And Shea Ojo is around three weeks away from injuries as well. So, who's that with? Shea Ojo, three weeks away. I know, but who's, who's that story with? Oh, South London Press. Oh, okay. So, it's so, pretty true then. Reliable enough. And then also, yeah. um, hopefully, then at three weeks, we've got possibly Lenny, Berkey and Bradders, um, who should be back uh, one back a week for the rest of the season. So... If we get if we're still like in a decent run of form by that time of the season when we start getting players back, like you said there, mate, it can be exciting into into the season, I suppose. But also in a weird way, having the adversity and the injuries, it's kind of spurred the players on that we've got to put performances in that we didn't think were possible four games ago. No, I think Burke coming back at the right time is going to be superb. No mention of Freeman though, so I guess Freeman's a, a goner for the season, I suppose. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, but I suppose, anyway, mate, five points off the playoffs, I think it is. I'm not sure if the game tonight affects it because we're recording on a Monday night. Uh, but obviously, we're sitting on, one second, 49 points after 33 games. And we're five points behind Luton, mate. Exciting, though? I think it's highly exciting. I think... <sighs> Five weeks ago, we were looking more at relegation spot than anywhere else. And, you know, not necessarily going into relegation, but that level of the table. And now we're suddenly up. And realistically, if we can get a few more wins, there's every chance in the world we could make a run for the playoffs late in the season. You know, well, I don't think we get promoted, but it's in the players' hands now. If they address each game as it comes um, and play each game like a cup final and just give their heart and soul, it's in the hands of destiny now, isn't it? And it's up to up to Lady Destiny, mate. Um, but as long as they play what they want to play, then no one knows where we're going, mate. But it's it's definitely a change of heart. It's definitely it's definitely saved negativity um, for the board, for Millwall Football Club as a whole, with tickets, bums on seats, etc., etc., etc. Has it saved Gary Rowett's job? I think that's still questionable whether or not his contract will be extended or not. Um, the fact that the comments in South London today with um, with Bustle going or Bustle paid off now and, and he's left um, or possibly paid off, possibly fired, I don't know, whichever way it is. Um, and his comments in there, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? It does make you read a little bit between the lines that he just didn't fit in. Um Aldo is Aldo. Uh, love him, hate him, whatever he is. Um, he knows the club inside out. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat, Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Um, he uses modern computer programs and everything else, I think, to to find the players what, what he wants. He's had some good players. He's had some fucking absolute wankers of wage thieves. Um, but I suppose on the plus, he's had more good than bad. So, yeah, good luck to him. Um, I'm just trying to work out. I'm just trying to work out how you went from run of form to talking about Harvey Bustle and then talking about Aldo. Like, that was my topic to come up in about five minutes' time, but somehow you managed to turn it away from the next five games that I was going to mention. And now we're talking about Aldo and Harvey Bustle. So thanks for that. <laughs> we can well, we can come back. It would just it just flowed in because of it. But look, no, we can talk about the next five games. Reading Reading would be a tricky one. Um, I was going to say a tricky week ahead. I feel like because you got Reading on Saturday. If he won, I think obviously Paul is in charge there. I'm looking forward to giving him some dogs abuse on Saturday at Reading. Um, but then Blackburn away on Tuesday. Again, obviously, the rearranged game. I think there'll be a bit of needle there from Mill to try and turn up and put performance in. Um, and also, Blackburn will be quite keen to obviously, you know, put good to that postponement they got from us. And then Middlesbrough comes to the Den, who lost to Barnsley on the weekend. So it's teams that are in and around it now, so to speak. And Blackburn, you know, obviously had a decent run of form before Christmas and seems to have tailed off a little bit. Then after that, you've got Huddersfield, who are somehow third place in the table. And then you've got Stoke away, Luton away. Then Swansea, Barnsley at home, Preston away, Hull at home, Birmingham away, and then you finish with Peterborough at home, then Bournemouth away. Not many games that really kind of put fear into me, Mickey, like how Fulham did, for example. Suddenly, like the, the team. Bournemouth, uh, maybe. You know, maybe Bournemouth's the exception the last day of the season, but their season could be done by then. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we're going to go on a crazy run like we're still doing now and extend it to 10 games, one in a row or something, but. There's no reason why not, in a sense, where just one game at a time, keep this approach going and just see what happens, I suppose. I fully agree. Um, I don't think any of them are truly worrying. Um, I think if we played like we did Saturday, played like we did um, Wednesday, etc., play play like we did against QPR, I think, potentially, um, no one scares us. Um, And we could get results. Could we be... You know, talking against the Huddersfield, is it Huddersfield when potentially that would be what seven, eight on the on the bounce? Yeah. Um, could it could that really happen? Could we could we go on a you know a winning a winning spree to the end of the season? I don't know. We might lose every game going forward now. I've got no idea. But 
I don't really care um, right now because as long as the team plays like they do, win, lose or draw, it's fucking exciting to watch at the minute. Do you know what I mean? You can get behind them. As in how we were playing before was fucking dog shit boring. Mm. No, I agree. And also, it's, it, it did deter me from going to the ways, but suddenly... They're all getting booked up left, right, and centre, just like everyone else did when they went to Reading or booked for Reading tickets on Saturday. And it's normally a good away game to go to for decent following. I think the actual away day itself is a bit hit and miss, Reading away. Um, but there's a bit more motive this time around. Paul Lynn's in charge, like I said. We normally take a good following there. And the incentive is there to make it five in a row. And I will talk more about Reading, I suppose, in our pod later in the week. But there's definitely room to at least be excited because I thought. Back-to-back wins was impressive. We've done that twice already this season, but it was needed at the time. Can you do the third win? We did it at Derby when, you know, you're not sure if complacency comes into it. Come to the fourth game in uh, in that run, Sheffield United at home, a team also in form at the time, and I think we was one of the two form teams in the league, both won four of our last five or along those lines. But yet you turn up and, and make them look really average and they couldn't break us down. And that kind of consistency is something we've not had for three, four years, to be honest, Mickey. So, savour it whilst it lasts is what I'm going to say, if anyone's listening out there and wondering, get yourself down to the, as many games as you can because whilst we're doing this kind of performance, it doesn't come off the mill. It's not frequently either. <laughs> no, and you probably have more of the good times in in the, in the shorter time you've been following Millwall than, than most, do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it, it's Yeah, there's definitely... There's, the winning times and whatnot, probably from 2000 onwards, we've probably had a lot more um, than what we've had before it as such, I suppose, apart from, you know, um, the 88 season, I suppose, when when we won promotion and that. We've had a few ups and downs. But yeah, no, I, think- I, I, I just, it's exciting. It's just, it's it's being able to do these with actually having positivity and, and also not listening to other shows, talking just... Full of negativity, do you know what I mean? You know, everyone can be a football manager. I don't pretend, you don't pretend that we're a football manager. We're just fans who who have a discussion and, and we talk about football. You know, we couldn't have a fucking Danny about how to run a club or how to run a fucking football team week in, week out. But we give our two bobs worth. People listen to us. We have a laugh. We have banter and whatnot. But at the moment, it's a cracking fucking time to be following Millwall. But also negativity... Of course, you can go above and beyond, but when it was that, when it was shit, we all thought it was shit. So I'll, I'll stick up a bit for everyone in general there, but I do agree it can go above and beyond. But I'm just kind of saying save at the moment because I remember, I think, the 2018 season where we had that crazy run under Harris and we nearly stuck in there. We went on stage of like, I think it was five away wins on the bounce and the best five away days was to kind of consistently have that happen. Leeds away, we won 4 3. Went to Reading, we won 2 0 or 2 1. Um, went to Birmingham, we won 1 0. We went to Burton and I think we won one nil or two nil, and then we had the whole away on the on the Tuesday night and like that sequence of away games, like just you don't get them come often, but the feeling when you go into games and you're actually confident to turn up, and that's what I feel about Saturday, like that kind of momentum is building and it's gathering pace, and this is going to age really well on Saturday when we lose three nil. I know that, but. At least I saw the four games where we won four in a row, right? <laughs> so the best thing there is everyone listening to this as a podcast rather than watching it as in the video format is going to think that your memory is fucking superb. But if you watch on YouTube, you can see that he keeps looking down and he's obviously reading. So to be fair you know, to me, I'm going to give I'm going to give myself up a little bit. 
this is my Instagram memories because I knew I'd done Instagram posts for it because I'm one, two, and not, this only the stadiums there. But I don't, I didn't have the results there. You see, like it's just the stadiums. <coughs> yeah. So that's St Andrews. That one's Burton. See, yeah. there you, you go. This is the content you're getting on the audio, by the way. For those, for, the, for, for those of you who are on, for those of you who are on watching this on either Recast or um or uh, uh, YouTube, do you want to just tag Omar? You can see, you can get him on that middle pod. Just tag Omar and tell him what just happened there because we didn't realise that he's on Blur and we can't see what the fuck is on his phone. In. My point there was not, <laughs> not necessarily to show how I knew the scores, more so to I remember the scores. I just wanted to rejig my memory of what games they were because, you know, okay. they're good times. Like I have to rejig my memory there, mate. That's all. But it's all in here still. I'm not. I'm not questioning it. It's, it's perfectly. I can't remember fucking. I can't remember a diddly shit, mate. So yeah, don't worry about that. One of the benefits oh, of getting older. Yeah, that's it. I feel like the age is catching up with me now because my memory used to be bang, 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 and I'd be almost like statuesque in a way. Now it's like it's there. Just need a bit of a jogging in the back of the nugget, and I'm halfway there. So, um, but I think we've talked to death anyway. Obviously, our recent form talked to death about you know the excitement of it. Um, I think we should wrap up part one here, mate, and go into part two. What do you reckon? Definitely, let's do that. Let's do it now, back shortly. All right, welcome to the second and final part of the show. Mickey, mate, I thought, you know, seeing as you tried to bring up in the first part and got a bit excited with it, tell me why you think Aldo is going to be a, a good return to the den if it's imminently true. Obviously, Harvey Buds will depart it today. Oh, no, um, no, no. It should be I, interesting I, I, to see what happens. Yeah, I mean... Aldo is Aldo. I mean, those of you who know Aldo, Aldo used to be the reporter for um, Southwark News. And then he started News at Den. And then when he got within the club, um, us boy peasants become fucking nobodies. Um, and I never used to see eye to eye with him that much, to be fair, in the beginning, um, whatever reason. But John likes him. Uh, I think people in the club like him. Um and it obviously didn't work out at Stoke. Um, and the same as all of us. He's probably got a mortgage to pay and everything else. Um, and he probably made a phone call to the club and said, any chance? And uh, and it looks as if they went fucking 100% come back and get rid of him. <laughs> it is um, interesting. I mean, obviously, you mentioned about obviously the press article today where it says it's a club decision. So, obviously, it doesn't mean it's necessarily his decision, Rarit, but... Everyone sings off the same hymn sheet in that scenario. And it might be, I mean, I can't pretend to know which signings that Aldridge got over the line. Obviously, when he was involved, we signed the likes of Cooper, Jed. You know, these players are muted. They've obviously been at the club, Hutchinson, when he was here. How much involvement he has with that, who knows? Because they all spoke highly of Neil Harris when they signed. So, like, you know, they ultimately signed for the manager, but maybe these were names that he put forward. Well- we don't know. We don't know that. But what, what we do know for a fact is, is we've typically been a club, like I said in previous podcast, Mickey, that put a lot of faith in the manager and the manager picks the targets. Well, not necessarily picks the targets, but he'll, he'll cherry pick his favourites. And that's why we end up with a lot of players that Rowett's worked with before, for example. Yeah, possibly. possibly. It's, true. it's, it's undoubtedly true. With, with Rowett. But what happened before was there used to be a pre-season meeting. Um, I never took part in them purely because I like... I'm sure knowing. these meetings still happen now, by the way, mate. Yeah, 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 possibly. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. But what they used to do with Adam, there used to be a meeting prayer where the positions, what Neil, for instance, would say, or, or, you know, the manager would say, 
these are the positions what we need to strengthen in. There used to be, Aldo, as far as I'm led to believe, used to have his computer program, what would pick best suited players with running and passing and everything else within that category. And then obviously they'd highlight a lot of the players they'd want at the beginning of the season and then they'd start watching them. And then by the end of the season or when the transfer windows come up, they'll be the players what they're going after rather than potentially um, just looking. And the fact now that we seem to be scouting in Europe um, and further afield than just the UK, I think potentially that could come into, into Aldo's strengths. Um, because Based on of the programme, because of the, the analytical side of is very, very, I mean, you know, but every, I think, every I club think he practiced on, that has a bit of salt about them. Has no, I do, but I think, I think he's shit on a football manager. Um, I think he knows his, he knows his stuff there. And I just think it could benefit us. And also, you know, the only, the only bit what's a bit questionable is where there's a lot of speculation. Is Rowett going to go in the summer? Because I think his contract's up. Who would be the manager that comes in? And just hopefully um, they can they can work with um, Aldo. Or, as you've suggested plenty of times before, is Aldo pretty much going to be the new director of football and basically plan how we're going to be playing going forward? You've, you've called for it. Well, I think it's something we should be doing because we need longevity past the manager. Like what happens in the past is like the manager goes, then a new manager comes in and he needs two or three windows to get his own players in. And even then we're what into the fourth or fifth window about it. And he still thinks he needs more recruitment and more changes to be made to the team. So this is what I'm saying. Like, what do you want to do long-term? There's no kind of long-term vision. Now I think, you know, if Aldo's coming back in, we don't even know if he's coming yet, but at this point, if Harvey Bustle's gone, I'm well expecting him to be announced this week perhaps or who knows what um but you know i think it's it's clear that obviously there is needs to be a new vision especially with this big summer recruitment coming up that the club says come in so it's exciting um and like i said there's no point making comment on his time at the den before because no one really knows how much involvement these people have with the transfers it's not really well spoken or documented about so like i, I can't pass quite heavily involved but I can't pass judgment for or against it. I think the only thing I'll give him, he's due for, is when he was here before, we had the 23s players signed a lot. So Harry Smith arrived, Tyler Bury arrived, Marlon Romeo arrived. You know, these players that were signed from clubs that were released, you know, Arsenal, I think Romeo was at before, Ginningham, obviously Tyler Bury was at Wimbledon. And these players were plucked up from, you know, on their on their downward slope, so to speak. And brought back into the 23s at Mill, given a chance to play and impress. And then Harris gave him a chance in League One at the time. And it works out well. And that, for a fact, I remember has been said in the press about these are the players that are flagged up in the research that they've done as a, as a recruitment department. I don't know how much involvement they have, like I said, for players that are already playing in league football or like the, the Hutchinsons, the Wallaces. But ultimately, obviously, they came to the club and they were flagged up. So it's a team effort. I'm not doubting that. But um, like I said, it'd be interesting to see if anything changes and the, and the angle we go for, because the recruitment under Rara at the moment has been purely based on has he worked with them before or do they have some pedigree in the championship? And I personally think, and I know this is a fine edge sword and a lot of people disagree with what, what I say about it, especially in January when I said it, we don't go for players that are playing week in, week out of their clubs because everyone goes, well, what do you expect? We can't spend money for them. Why don't we look at League One, League Two, players that play week in, week out in these divisions? and offer them the chance to play in the championship. And I know these are not cheap assets nowadays either, and they're still going to cost you perhaps half a million for a League Two striker. But 
I think we should have a mix and match of our team, not necessarily just players that have played the Championship and they're on loan to us or they're in the Premier League and now they're on loan to us. Let's go to the conference. Let's go to League Two. Let's go to League One. Players that play week in, week out, full of confidence, full of energy, full of beans, tick the profile and give them a chance to impress. We don't do that enough. It works out with Gregory in the end. It works out with Morrison. Why don't we not doing this further down the league spectrum? And they still exist out there because teams do it all the time. Run over. No, I, to- no, I totally agree. I think I think you've got a point there. But don't get me wrong. I don't think Aldo is the be and end all and is the best recruiter in the world. What I think is is that you're having someone who knows the club inside out, mm-hmm. who knows the people within the club inside out. Steve Kavanagh, Billy, etc., 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 knows the people running the training ground, knows the people wrapped up around the players, etc., etc., etc. And I just think that there he's is going to be no himself, learning right? curve. Yeah, yeah. As far as I'm led to believe, he is. Yeah, but you know, I just, I just think that he can hit the ground running. He is, you know, Harvey coming in. Needed to find out about Millwall, how we done things, how things worked. Um, possibly didn't necessarily get on well. Didn't get the decisions what he wanted. We could be speculating. Read between the article. Um, you know, normally when an article says we wish them all the best, blah blah blah, with nothing else, um, normally means something hasn't necessarily worked out. Shit, I'll have to check the statement they wrote about me when I left fan on the board, actually. But, yeah. Um, did they even do a statement for you, mate? I don't know what you're about. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, yeah. Google it. It's, um, yeah. You was fan on the board, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Funny you say that. Today, my Twitter feed, what I started, uh, my personal one now, what, and um, what I started up um, when I become fan on the board or just before I become officially fan on the board – was five years ago today. Nice. Feel hmm. old? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, we'll have to do a show about that, I think, one day. Just thinking because it it was – everything about it was mad. Um, and would I, on hindsight, ever do it again? Probably not. Interesting. Possibly not, but I think that's for another show rather than now because I don't really like talking about it. Interesting. No, um, it's um, it's mad to think that's five years ago, mate. And on the, obviously to wrap up on Aldo returning, I am excited to see what can change potentially. And like you said there, you know, he, and I, I've been banging the drum for all this time, he might be the ever-present that we need consistency with. And, you know, you said John likes him allegedly and, you know, that that's exciting. You know, it means he's obviously trusted as well. Um, we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. Uh, I just hope they do a video for him. Yeah, for Aldo, well, for returning. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to, you know, we've got to go through his history. We would be all like the news of Den starting and the South London, you know, Southwark News and all of this and just do the old bits like what they did with the return for, um, for they Kale. Need to, we need a, a they big need to atmospheric him. video. And that's him with his old avatar because he used to have the old cartoon avatar with blonde hair. Yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. And then welcome back, uh, <laughs> welcome back, according to Aldo. That's what you need to do. That, that is exactly what it needs to be because yeah. that was what the iconic memories were when he used to be south on the press, and then obviously news at then. So, yeah, welcome back to Aldo. We're assuming you're coming back, and in, at this point, you must be because Bar- Harvey Bustle's gone. So let's be the first. 
<laughs> yeah, breaking news. Let's be, let's be the first with positivity for Aldo coming back because I, I, you know, I know there's another channel doing something today. What's um probably no doubt fucking moaning about him, but yeah, hey ho, it is what it is. I don't even know who that channel was you're talking about. So there you go. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you want to say, mate, before we wrap up our show tonight? Um, yeah, we've got a we've got one seat left for the upcoming round table possibly two. So if you want to get involved in that, you've not already DM'd us. We've had a few fans DM'd us. So there's going to be quite a few different voices for that, which would be good. That's coming up around the international break. Um, we put on recast before YouTube now. So you get an exclusive. As soon as this is done later, we'll go up on recast. Apologize um, for last week's show. Technical issue. If you can hear my voice back, here's an echo there. Um, other than that, no, I think subscribe, follow, and uh, and enjoy the show. Thank you very much for all your comments. So There you go. Couldn't say it better myself, mate. Don't forget, you're allowed 10 adverts per day on Recast, so that can give you 100 credits a day. So if you do keep doing that every day, just while you're sitting at the bus stop, sitting at the loo, sitting in traffic, whatever, that gets you 100 credits a day. Um, and ours are only costing you 10 credits. So one advert, you can watch us. Nice. Any more for any more? No, because I'm echoing too much and I'm getting my voice back because you're fucking listening to it on speaker rather than on the earphones. Right. Okay. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> I can't hear it back, but I wouldn't be able to hear it back, I suppose, anyway. So it doesn't matter there. But yeah, if you're new around here, guys, be sure to like and subscribe. I'll invest in my headphones again for the next show. And uh, check out our social at that mill pods. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the show that can't be named. And we'll be back next on Thursday for a show. Yeah, Kai will, Kai will be back as well, then, I think. Yeah, who's Kai? <laughs> At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits may require comprehensive coverage. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.